We're getting killed on the internet. Meltzer's killing us now. Um, was it a shoot last night? Or was it a work? Brother, I got the belt at the house, okay? Oh, do you really? That I don't know what happened, but when when uh, when Russo went back, I had Nick with me last night, and when Russo went back to the ring and started cussing me, I started heading to the ring, and Dillinger said, "Terry, leave the building. You don't need the lawsuit." Because inevitably, he was like killing you in front of your son. Yeah, the bottom line was I got there. And uh, Russo goes, okay, we want you to beat up Jarrett. We want you to, Steiner's going to come down, beat up Steiner. We want to get your hand raised, head up high, chest up high, and you win the match, disqualification. I said, okay, cool. I said, what are we doing tomorrow night, Jeff? Uh, he goes, well, you know, I really haven't thought about it. I said, okay, no problem. Well, what about the next week or, you know, what are we going to do for the pay-per-view coming up? He goes, well, Terry, i got to be totally honest with you. you know, when he started saying that, I went, oh, so I looked at Bischoff, and he goes, I really don't know what to do with your character. The F-U-N-B, the Fezzak, you knew Bud was cool, but you're not doing that character now. I really, really want to be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. I don't know what to do with you. I said, well, I tell you what, how about if I do the, the job for Jarrett, put him over in the middle, but, you know, I'm not really happy here. Let's give Brad Siegel a call and let me get out of my contract tomorrow because i got other things I can do, you know. And he goes, well, I don't know, let's, let's, let's try that. So we called Brad Siegel up, and everything's cool, and Brad Siegel goes, Terry, I can't let you out of your contract because I don't want you going to Fox, and I don't want you doing a bunch of things like that. And so I said, Russo, you know, I don't mind doing whatever you want to do, but I, I need to know what you're going to do with me. And he goes, well, I just give me a week or two to think. Just go home. I said, look, here's the deal, brother. I don't get paid every week like you do. I only get paid when I work. And the last time I trusted you, I laid down for Sting at Halloween Havoc. And I didn't get paid for a few months, brother. And that's not my deal. I like to make every year better than last year. And then uh, I trusted you with the Kidman thing. I let Kidman beat me two or three weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden, we go to the pay-per-view and to beat Superman Kidman, I need a pair of brass knuckles and I need a special referee horse just to beat Kidman. Right. And I go out and make Kidman a damn star, and the next thing I know, two weeks later, you're beating him, beating Billy Kidman with Hulutu Guerrero. So apparently you don't know what the hell you're doing. After Hulk Hogan, Kidman should have went on to Sting, and then Sting, Kidman should have beat Goldberg, then Goldberg should have went for the, I mean, then... If Hogan's taking one in the middle for Kidman, then they got to build Kidman up to be a star, and he should be buzzsawing through everybody like he did Goldberg back in the day. Yeah, so if Kidman's going to be the star by beating up Hulk Hogan, who's been in the business 20 years, he should have went on to Goldberg, and... After he stuck past Goldberg, he should have went on to Sting, and after he got past Sting, Kidman should have been in the ring with Jeff Jarrett and had a hell of a match and maybe won the belt. That's too easy to think of that way, Terry. That's too old school, and too, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be done. So sorry to make a long story short. I said, you guys got me boxing. I said, now it's time to think about myself. You know, this business is the money, the miles, and number one, yourself. And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm in a bad position here, and I got that creative clause in my contract just in case. Somebody like Stephanie McMahon's six-year-old daughter gave me a bad finish. You know, I could at least cover myself, you know. Right. So I'm going to exercise that creative clause. I'm going to hit Jarrett with a boot. You know, you're going to hit the ring, Russo. I'm going to duck the bat, pick you up, powerbomb you. I'm going to hit Jarrett with a foot in the boot. One, two, three. F you, you can't do that. F you, you son of a bitch. You can't do this to me. I said, now take it easy, bro. It's not a big deal. I'll do the job. I'll do the job for... Uh, for what's his name, Jarrett, but I want to get out of my contract. If not, I'll win the match by DQ like you want, but tell me what you're going to do with me. Lie to me. Outwork me. Lie to me. 
Hey, I can't lie to you. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Outwork me. <laughs> I said, be, I'll be totally honest with me. I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything for you. I really have been here, and I've been, and you've been in the business so long. What do you want me to think of? Well, I said, well, brother, if you're as good as you say you are, we got a guy 55 years old, Vince McMahon, that's tearing the house down and drawing bigger numbers than anybody else in the world. And apparently, you know, you weren't running that company up there because I can see how great you are with how. What a creative genius you've been here. Our whole our whole business is in the tubes. So I really think maybe you can't think of anything. I think you're being honest with me that you can't come up with nothing. I said, well, f*** it, brother. And that's when Bischoff got into it. You know, and they start arguing. And I, apparently they got a bunch of problems. So I said, look, call Brad Siegel back. Tell him I'm taking the belt off. Uh, Sorry, I'm still half asleep. They call Brad Siegel back. Brad Siegel goes, I'm reading Hogan's contract right now. And to tell you the truth, he has created control over the body, the content, and the final finish of all of his matches. If he wants the belt, give it to him. F this, F that, that mother effer, da 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 So anyway, Russo's out of his mind. Jarrett comes in the dressing room. Johnny Ace is there. Johnny Ace lays down a hell of a finish. I mean, this mother finish was so long, I had to quit screwing around put the beer can down and, and really, really and really have to think about this finish. Now, I'm mentally picturing this finish in my head. It's a hell of a finish. Jared's going, okay, I got it. I got it. Everything's cool. I got it. I said, you fine with that, brother? Because you don't want to do that. We can do something else. I've been back there when they've been calling the finishers before. And yeah. when when Hogan and uh, Big Papa Pump and uh, and who else it was Sid yeah. and Hogan they were calling and, and, and Hogan's all about saying, brother, put the boots to me, put the heat, I'm going to put you over like a million dollars. It ain't all Hogan. I mean, you're putting, you put all the guys over. Anyway, we go over the whole finish, and all of a sudden, Jared goes, we're watching TV, Jared goes, oh, i got to run out of this match. I'll be right back. He never comes back. Okay, it's about 10 minutes before the, the match. Johnny Ace comes to me. He says, brother, is everything okay? I said, yeah, no, I got this finish. No problem. Jared, don't come back. To even, like, finalize the finish. No, not to finalize it, but whenever you get a finish that long, you always go over it again. It one more time. He don't come back. Right. Johnny Ace comes in. He goes, everything okay, Terry? I said, sure, man. Everything's cool with me. Bang. Crush the Miller Light cans. Put it down. Get ready to go to the ring. I said, something's weird, though, because Jared's basically, you know, really a good detail, man. And I'm surprised he didn't go back, come back and talk about this finish with me. But that's okay. You know, I know he's out. had to run out there, and I know that... Uh, I and mean, you'll, you'll be out there calling it anyway, so... Yeah, I'll just call it, call it in the ring, tell him what the hell's going on. Right. And if we miss a beat or two, the only people know be me and uh, Jared. Nobody will know, but I'll make it work. Go out to the ring, bro. I'm predicting trouble. You know, I don't know if some of the boys might run out there. You're smelling a swerve. Yeah, so I got my gimmicks on me. I got the half-inch sword, the quarter-inch sword, the two-inch sword. You know, go anywhere from 10 stitches to 550 stitches, depending on how bad I want to pull it. Yeah, I'm thinking old school. I'm thinking the shit's on now. Anything can happen. Where do you keep that at, Hope? I keep two in my mouth and one on my wrist. What? So anyway, I'm just being cool about this thing, but still, I'm not an idiot. I'm covering my ass. All of a sudden, Russo's out there, and he's got the belt, and he's leaning on, on the apron, you know. And so, okay, no big deal. I figured he's just being a prisoner. Right. You know, because he's mad as hell at me. Because you just faced him. Yeah, then Jarrett comes out to the ring, and he walks all the way back. So I think he's working. I think, yeah, all right, brother. And the roar is electric. I come out, and I'm not bored. It was the loudest pop of the night, and I'm not trying to be a prick, but it was the loudest, most deafening pop of the night when I came out. And, you know, I worked the babyface thing. Instead of being Hollywood Hogan, I did the ear thing just to really stick it up Russo's right. ass, how, how over I was. Right, right. And Russo's just sitting there on the apron. 
And uh, all of a sudden, Jarrett comes down the ring, and I go to the ropes like I'm not going to let him in. And he does a professional thing. He walks back down the aisle. He comes up the stairs two times. I go, get that son of a bitch in the ring. I'm working with the referee. I know we've got him. I know we're going to tear the match down. Right. And I know as soon as we get this all behind us, we're going to sit in the trailer and talk and all be happy and shaking hands. And I'm sure by tomorrow night at Nitro, we'll come up with something, you know. And the bottom line is if Russo would just listen to you, I mean, like, for instance, your Kidman spin. Why didn't Russo listen to you on that? Put Kidman over, like, a million dollars, let him buzz uh, all through the big boys? Big well, basically, that's that, that's a rib. I mean, Sting, I mean, you know, we know that Kidman can't. Right, but still. Can't go through Goldberg and can't go through Sting and can't go to Jared. But I'm just sticking it up his, his ass. Right. Kidman never should have had the spot with Hogan anyway. Right, exactly. Okay? Because if he would have and, and Russo would have been right, then he would have went with Kidman all the way. Right. Kidman was Sting and Kidman with Goldberg, but... It was such a fucking joke. Right. And I, all I did was get respect from the fans and sympathy from the fans because they go, here's Hogan after all the hell he's been through. Everybody's knocking him. He won't work, work with young guys. He's going out here getting beat every week by Kidman. We got respect for that son of a bitch. Right. So that's all that did. But anyway, two or three times Jared didn't get in the ring. I think he's working the crowd. I think we're going to tear this place down because I got him right in the palm of my hand. And when you've got him like that, you can fart in the ring and the place will go crazy. Right. It's not like pulling teeth with Billy Kidman where you got to work your ass off and there's no reaction. Right. So they're ready to rock and roll. And this son of a bitch gets in the ring and lays down. And you had no idea what's coming. So looks at me. He climbs up in the apron looks at me and he goes, F*** you, Hogan. He throws the belt at me. And I look down at Jared in the middle of the ring. I go, is this a rib? I said, why are you doing this, Jeff? And Jeff goes, you've always told me, just do what I have to do. Because that's my thing, brother. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. If you don't like the way things are going, wherever you're working, just make sure you do what you have to do. So he's laying in the middle of the ring, and I'm talking to him, going, Jeff, why are you doing this? Right. I said, get up and wrestle, man. Let's, let's stick it up this guy. Come on, brother. You're one of the boys, aren't you? And he's going, you've always said, I do what I have to do. I'm just doing what I have to do. I said, you're a piece of shit. I just put my foot on his shoulder. They counted him out. I took the belt, and I walked back, and I said, F him. Asked him, I said, where is he at? I came through the back. I said, where is Russo at? I couldn't find him nowhere. So now I'm just shaking so bad. I'm, I'm ready to cry. I'm shaking so bad. And as I'm taking off my boots, here comes Russo. He pops up on TV in my dressing room in the monitor. So anyway, I screamed at Urkel, get Nick out of here, because I was going to go kill Russo, and I didn't want him to see it, you know. Right. And then all of a sudden, Urkel. Nick, Nick of course, his son, for those scoring at all. Anyway, go ahead. Hustling, hustling my kids to the car. And Dillinger saw me getting my kids out of the building, so Dillinger knew I was up to something. And and now I'm waiting for that son of a bitch to come back because I'm going to unload on him. And half of Russo's boys are watching his back over to the side. I'm not going to drop any names, but I saw that I had uh, some people on my left side watching me, which I really didn't care about. And all of a sudden, Dillinger grabbed me and goes, Terry, you got to get out of here. And I said, no, brother, I'm, i got something i got to say to this guy. And he goes, it's not worth a loss to Terry get out of here. So I had Eric and Dillinger, about three or four people, get me out of there. That's why this company is as f***ed up as it is, because of that kind of crap right there. It's totally in disarray right now. You should have heard the blowout that Bischoff and him had. It, it was something, I mean, you know, I no. know I'm not wrong, brother, because Eric sat there and listened to both parties. Are they 50-50 in power? I think Eric might have the final creative say-so, but it didn't look like it last night. Right. You know, I really don't know where this goofy-ass company's at, but Vince McMahon's going to be sitting home belly laughing. I feel like taking that damn belt and just walking to Vince's front door and saying, all the respect I've got for you, for you giving me the ball, for you making me the money you made my family, I can't give you nothing, brother, but this is just a token of my respect for you being the f 
pin man because I'm so pissed at these guys right now. The belt I took was the new belt Jarrett was wearing. I didn't know he took another belt out there. He must have taken the old belt out that's bent on the top. Right. That's if you look at both belts, the brand new one Jarrett has has all the diamonds and all the rubies in it. That's the one I've got here that, that Nick's sleeping in bed with right now. And uh, the other one that's bent on the top probably is the one he took out with him because they've got like a prop a prop box that has all the bats and all this. That's the one he probably took out to the ring. But I, I got the one here. Wow. But you know, the whole thing makes me sick because this company... Since you contractually can't be on TV, WWF, they ought to let me take the belt, the WCW belt, to the WWF um, Monday Night Raw. That would be kind of sick. Who's this fat guy with the WCW belt? <laughs> I should have my son Nick take the belt and give it to, to Vince McMahon and say this is a... Uh... You know, Nick can interview his ass off. And can you imagine if Monday Night Raw opened up tonight because contractually, Nick, Nick Hogan is not contractually... I wish Vince McMahon would do one of his skits and take one of his jabronis and put a Vince Russo wig on his head and a New York Yankees t-shirt and have Nick go out and just beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Can you imagine if Monday Night Raw opened up uh-huh. with Nick Hogan walking out to the ring and, and, and saying, Mr. McMahon, my name's Nick Hogan, my daddy's Hulk Hogan. He won this last night, and he wanted to give it to you as appreciation. No, brother, out of respect. To you and your company. Uh, we, me and my, you know, sister and whatever, would like to give this to you. Thank you. Would that place go crazy? No, bro, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. No, I, I'm just saying. Just the, just the rib. Uh, all yeah, the controversy the, between me and Vince, the federal trial, the breakup, the crap. The other, all I want Vince McMahon to know is that I know where my money came from. And he's given the guy, a lot of guys the football. And I just want him to know after all these years that it would have never happened if it hadn't been for him giving me the break. And I appreciate it. And, you know. That would be the biggest, that would be the most unbelievable thing if he did that today. Well, I'm trying to get out of my contract with these guys. And Brad Siegel's real snug about not letting me out of the contract, but that's all i got to say. The reason Vince McMahon is home laughing his ass off is because of, of these jerk-offs like Vince Russo. Hey, brother? Vince would never put him on started, TV. I started thinking about it last night, you know, and I listened to about half of Russo's interview before I got thrown out of the building, and he should have went out there and told the people, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm going to do the best I can to fix it. I believe in the young wrestlers. I just want to get rid of the old guys and have a fresh start and then humble. Instead, he goes out there and he goes, that piece of shizit will never wrestle in the WCW. That idiot went out there and told the people that he was responsible for me and Jarrett not having a match. What an idiot. Instead of putting the heat on me, he put the heat on himself. That's an idiot that wants to see himself on television. He is a very stupid man. There's, there's, that's the problem with WCW, Terry, is there is no psychology involved anymore. But just think about it. For him to go out there and tell the people that he was responsible for Jarrett laying down, that's why they got fizzed up, why the people get screwed. I mean, I started thinking about this guy as a real idiot. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I, I, w- I just woke up to take a piss and I heard, uh, I turned the radio up like I always do, and I heard you and Lawson talking. I'm sorry to bother you, but I just had to call you up and tell you this. Well, I mean, I mean, Lawson, nobody knows this side of the story. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be pissed, but I told it too. But you know what? I really don't give a shit. It. I just hope they let you out and you can go to green your pastures. That's all I, or or you can, that's, I mean, that's your two options. And I hope. Well, I, I would really like to retire <clears throat> because I know I can't spend the damn money I got in the bank, but I can damn sure have fun helping my kids and everybody else spend it. I just could teach you guys how to be a real bum. But now, now I'm really pissed off. To tell you the truth this morning, I'm really pissed off. I don't know how I'm going to get even with this Russo guy, and I'm not a spiteful person. I don't hate anybody, no matter what Randy Savage thinks about me or what David Schultz thinks about me or what Vince McMahon or Pat Patterson think about me. I don't hate anybody because I understand human beings. 
But now I'm pissed. I just like to prove a point. And what people don't realize well, is... Vince McMahon's already proven the point. Vince McMahon's a 55-year-old man that's doing seven eights and seven nines, and he's got his company in the stratosphere as far as billions and billions of dollars, bigger than it's ever been. MTV wrestling, SmackDown news. He's got everybody everywhere, all of his superstars are in movies and on TV. So he's already proven the point for me. But now I'm jealous. I'd like to prove the point and stick up Rizzo's ass. And, and what people don't realize is everything that Hogan says on my show is a shoot. I mean, he's never worked me into a frenzy. Uh, you know, when he's got an uh, angle going on, he just won't talk about it on the show if it truly is at work. But he will shoot on the show. So anybody who's listening to this it's show... Got that, a, it's got me in a hell of a lot of trouble, too. Yeah, it has got. And it's got, it's got me in a lot of trouble. All the boys hate me now. But, you know, that's I could care less, to be honest with you. And uh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just privileged enough to get to shoot, and I have to get to work. And uh, well, it's it's a really sad state of affairs, you know. The one thing it will do, it will give Russo a couple ratings for tonight. Maybe maybe the few people that were watching the paper, if you mind, spread the word and say the shiz that's on. We'll see what this idiot's going to do next. Are you doing Nitro tonight? Oh, brother, are you kidding? No way. Where is Nitro at tonight? It's in Jacksonville. You're not going. No, brother, I'm not going. I'm going to have my attorney call these guys figure out what days I owe them, and Russo better pray to God he's not in the building the days I show up. So however many days you owe them, four, which uh, probably is what, I four? Can, I, can, I can tell you exactly what it is. Was it four days? In November, uh, they give me another payment for two pay-per-views. So that's two. So there's, and, and plus, they could, they have to pay me, but they can they can pass on me working. Like if Russo, you know, makes Booker T the champion, and uh, Billy Kidman's the U.S. heavyweight champion, and you know, uh, Disco Inferno's the new booker, and he's doing seven eights and putting Vince McMahon out of business. All they got to do is pay me November for two pay-per-views, and I, and I don't have to work them. And then they owe me a February payment for two pay-per-views. So basically, you got four I, I got four days that they could make me work. So realistically... And I am the real world's heavyweight champion. Belt. That's the bottom line. They can pass that stupid-ass belt to Booker T., they can pass that stupid-ass belt to whoever they want, but the bottom line was when they switched that belt to me, if, even if I was in a wheelchair, legitimately, legally, I'm the real world's WCW champion. For the, what, 14 times? On a shoot level, I'm the more real world's heavyweight champion. I wasn't in there wrestling Brad Riggins you know, or Scott Steiner or one of them guys, but one way or the other, I was going to get that damn belt last night because I was pissed. Can I come over and see it today? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you and Nick are going to have problems because I forgot and I already gave the belt to Nick. <laughs> I'll just take I'll just take Nitro Nick up to the restaurant and say, hey, you guys can come take a picture with it, my boy. But anyway, I'm sorry to bother you, but this thing's just... No, it's cool. I'm, I think I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're privy to the scoop and we got to shoot, not to work. And yeah. uh, when I get off, you going to be around today? Yeah, I'll be around. You training or no? Uh, yeah, I guess as soon as I get my act together here. All right. I'll, I'll give you a call. I'll make it early today, but I'll give you a call. And, and thanks for the shoot, T. <laughs> All right, man. You guys have a good day. All right, buddy.